Hello, Luke. What's wrong with you? I don't know, I'm in a particularly good mood. You're in a very good mood. Yes, What's I am. happened over the last couple of days? Nothing much. Well, there's jelly babies here. Is that why? Because we've had Haribo, Donut, and you're now eating jelly babies. Yeah, that's probably what you're it is. You're just on the I'm sugar, on a sugar high. high. This, is what, this is what five-year-olds are like after <laughs> they've had some sugar. I feel like I need to send Clinton a message just going, just be warned, give it about half an hour and you're going to have a... Well, saying that curry, that's going to have some sugar in it. Yeah. So, you know. I'm lucky, Luke, uh, my other half doesn't listen to... You're not that's my other half. That's the second time I know, you've done that. it's very worrying. My other half doesn't listen to the podcast. If you'd have said I'd had a donut, Haribo, and <laughs> Jelly Babies... In the show, yeah, I'd be. Well, it wasn't in the show; it was on no, drive time. No, if you'd have said it, oh, I see. Yeah. I'd have been so much trouble. He doesn't listen to this bit though. No, but he's on his phone right now. Clinton, hello. <laughs> okay, anyway, um, hi. How have you been? I'm good. How are you? I'm very well. Thank you for thank asking. You. Um, we're on our own, by the way. Everybody. Where is Mr. Stubbs? Mr. Stubbs. Well, I don't know. He said he wouldn't be here. I messaged him to say you're fired, <laughs> and I never heard another word. Oh, I can say I've not read the official statement from Toby. Should we read it now? It just he said he can't be here. I think. Hi guys. I'm really sorry to do this so late, but unfortunately, I'm not going to be able to make tonight's show. I'll be there next week, as usual, and would have, would, would have listened to this week's podcast. So I'm all up to date. I like the fact that he says, I'm sorry to do this so late at ten past three. I know. That's not late. That's not particularly In this late. building, that's no. pretty good. good. Anyway, hello, Toby. Hi, Toby. Hope you're doing good. <laughs> Hope you're all right. Um, hello. You're not really fired, by the way. No. That was a joke. No. Duncan was crying when he heard you went on the show this week. <laughs> Which, as we'll find out, he's done quite a lot of this week, from what I've heard. Crying? Yeah. There have been tears. There has been some tears. There have been tears. And that's before he went to the cinema. Um, hello to all the normal listeners. And all the abnormal listeners, <laughs> of which go. there are many. Um, I was going to mention something about Mark. What? I can't remember what it was, though. That he didn't give us a mark? We did that last week. Yeah. Can't do the same joke no, twice. No, we can't do that. No, something else. Something I thought of oh. during drive time and it's it's gone. Okay. Maybe give it an hour. Give it an hour and you might, might think of back. it. Um, and a hi to Shona. Hi Shona. Um, a hi to Kerry. Dave and Michelle. Dave and Michelle. How you doing, guys? Yeah. Um, yeah. And everyone else listening. Anybody else? think that's it yeah yeah well uh, but there might be new listeners because new listeners. Uh, we are now available uh, for bar mitzvahs <laughs> weddings birthdays <laughs> and school discos. discos no um we are available on the uh radio player app as we mentioned last week. yes uh, but we are now available via the desktop version of radio player yes. as well so you knew that was a thing well, if you go to the website and click listen Never live, have. then it used to come up with just like you're listening to Wickham Sound. But now you can hear us um, as well. Um, they're all there. They're all every single series. All, all, all of them. All are there. of them. Yeah, are there. yeah. The early bad series. You know, the the difficult second season. Well, because we've got <laughs> that's this one. I know. I'm finding it very difficult. <laughs> we've got technically got three series. Uh-huh. We've got series zero, as I'm calling it. Um, which was when we didn't do any extras, mm-hmm. and then Easter start of series one, and when we started doing the extras with the right. John around the John Glenn um, interview, the Easter that was a good interview. Easter Bank Holiday, his favourite one. That apparently. was a good interview, wasn't it? So he says. Okay. Mm. Anyway, yeah, we're available. Are we? Yep. Okay. What would we do? A Monday movies podcast? No, I mean our podcast is available. Oh, I, see. I'm just, I'm, I wasn't rehashing that joke. Welcome I'm just to saying. Bar Mitzvah. Yeah. We're going to do a live Monday movies podcast. Yeah. The reason why they've moved back James Bond films. Why? Because we're doing... Because we're going to do a visual podcast. We were going to do a visual podcast yeah. in our tuxes. Yeah. So we'll have to, yeah, I, delay that. I think it's because Toby um, is going to be cast as the new Bond film. It's going to be a comedy James Bond film where it's just, there's no James Bond. He's just been cut from He's everything. He's been cut from everything. Yeah. That would be funny. That would be very funny. Yeah. Maybe we should do a, a The sketch. Invisible Bond. Oh, ah. nice. We should do a sketch. 
on that maybe a little short without him here a Monday movie short of <gasps> let's of that let's do that let's, let's I'll do script some, that we'll, let's we'll, do some production we will um, not brainstorm what's the word spitball that later is that what you say at work uh, no that's what people say spitball do they yeah think thought shower thought cloud yeah, no it's a thought, thought shower it's thought shower yeah because your thoughts are in the cloud and then raining is your oh, thoughts oh god yeah I hate this PC snowflake world. I really do. Business world, yeah. Anyway. We have a show. Yes. It's packed. Woo! I think it's going to be good. Do you? Despite no Toby. I remember what I was going to say about Mark. Ah. We'll do it at the end. Don't go anywhere, Mark. Hold on, Mark. You're coming up at the end. See you in about 50 minutes. Bye. This is Duncan Strip on Wickham Sound 106.6 FM. I'm here with Luke and Mason from an hour of film chat. Hello. Hi. No, press the button. <clears throat> Monday Thank movies you. on Wickham Sound 106.6 FM. Didn't Hello. Do the hand action. Oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. sorry. Okay. So Hello. Not the smoothest start, no, is it? Uh, hi. Hi. Okay. If anyone's worried, don't worry. We have been self-isolating for a whole week. Yes. We haven't left the studio. No. We have got. Uh, we've stockpiled loo roll. <laughs> Angel hair pasta and hand sanitizer because that's all you need all in need. a virus yeah, apocalypse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it's all fine. you need. Yeah. What happened to good. Toby though? He succumbed. No, oh, did he? He had to go out. Yeah, he didn't. He went to the toilet uh, late on the Monday last Monday night. Yeah. Didn't wash his hands, oh. uh, so we threw him out to the screaming mob in Asda who were fighting over toilet roll. Nice. Uh, I think he got hit in the head by a packet of pasta, oh. and he's now in A and E. Yeah, but oh. it's all good. Don't worry. He'll be back next week. He'll be fine. He'll be absolutely He'll be fine. fine. How are we? Good. How are you? I'm all right, thank That's you. That's what I like to hear. We had a good week. Yes. Seen many films. Yes, I saw a film about Tutankhamun. <laughs> that doesn't count. <laughs> Does that not no, count? No, you went to an exhibition uh, and they showed you a small video. Yes, they did. Like you were a school child. Was it, it looked a bit like a school trip. <laughs> it was a bit like was a it? school trip. Yeah? Yeah, it was. Yeah. It, actually, it was very much like a school trip because you came home all wet and soggy and you'd got <laughs> yeah. the wrong shoes, shoes on. on. And, yeah. yeah. Someone Terrible. got lost. Oh, it's fine. But for anybody thinking of it, Tutankhamun <laughs> exhibition, good. Tutankhamun. Tutankhamun. Oh, you just extended the moon a little bit. So, all right, Tutankhamun. All right, Tutankhamun. Right. Uh, it's at the Saatchi Gallery, but it's there until, I think, the beginning of May, so you've got to be quick. And okay. go in the weekday, apparently it's cheaper. All right, and don't go in the rain. Uh, don't, well, no, just wear, well, make sure your shoes are waterproof. Okay. Yeah, yes. good, okay. Shall we start? Shall we? Or shall I tell you what's, uh, what's to come? Come on, then. Uh, film news, box office top ten, obviously. Film reviews of uh, Pixar's Onward, uh, Military Wives, The Photograph, and Blumhouse's Fantasy Island, mm. to give it its correct title. Oh, really? Oh, yes, oh, okay. yes. Even on the... BBFC title card. It is called Blumhouse's Fantasy Island. Uh, right, let's kick off box office top ten, please. Tiny. Also, <laughs> no numbers. It's like, <laughs> hang on, Duncan. Yeah, Duncan. I have a. Um, I've got a very important question to ask you. Tell me what you think about me. Which one's number ten? Bad Boys for Love is number ten. Good. All, all you have to do is count can down. I, can I have numbers next week? Yeah. Uh, sorry. This week's number ten: Bad Boys for Life. Uh, which is the third film in the Bad Boys franchise, uh, and it's not bad. Uh, it's very much... <laughs> what a review. <laughs> I know. Well, I went in expecting it to be terrible, as we've said before, and it really isn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. It's a very 90s-looking film. It won't look out of place if you watch all three in a row. And Will Smith doesn't seem to have aged, I'll be honest. But Will Smith never has seemed to... Like, if you put a picture of him when he was in The Fresh, Fresh Prince, and now, he might have just got a bit taller. Yeah, 
He hasn't really aged he hasn't. at all. No. no. Uh, so, yeah, it's not bad. And there will be a fourth now because it has done so well, especially in America. Uh, we will definitely get a fourth. And they'll be kicking themselves uh, because they can't call it Bad Boys for, for Life. life. Yeah. Like you could call it Bad Boys Forever. I bet they do that. Bad make, boys, make a note of that. Sony Pictures. Make a note of Copyright that. I bet me. they do it. Uh, this week's number nine, Harley Quinn's Bird of Praise and other things. <laughs> Yes, the latest, she's got about three names. Yes, the latest. De- well, it was Harley Quinn and the Fantabulous Emancipation of One Harley Quinn. That's the one. Now it's just called Harley no, Quinn, Quinn Birds of Prey because for some reason they think the title was off-putting. Really? Was it just not just because it was so long? No, I think the, it was off-putting because it was DC. Ah, uh, I see. That's what okay. was off-putting about it. Uh, and but it's not a bad DC no, film. No, it's a it's good, good DC film. It's a bright, action-packed film. Very female-centric. Girl power, hashtag me too. Great female cast led by Margot Robbie as uh, Harley Quinn. It's got some great action set pieces, some very nasty leg-breaking sequences which will make you uh, wince and cover your eyes. Uh, The production design is fantastic. The soundtrack is very good. And Ewan McGregor is having a ball playing the baddie. He likes playing the, uh, the baddie. Does he? Yeah. What else was he the baddie in? Can't think of. No, but I thought not. <laughs> he, de- he definitely does. Stop trying to join in. No, okay. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's good. It's a lot better than you'd expect it to be as it's following on from Suicide Squad, which as we know... Which was terrible. Was terrible. But then they might change it because The Suicide Squad. Yes. Why didn't they just give it a different name? Because they are The Suicide Squad, so well, I don't suppose they can give they it a different it, name. They could have called it SS. Probably not. That really wouldn't have been no. a good idea. The SS. <laughs> yeah. That's a different film altogether. <laughs> you don't true. want to go there. No. no. Uh, this week's number eight, The Call of the Wild. I uh, still haven't seen it. This is the one with uh, Harrison Ford uh, in an adaptation of the Jack London novel about a man. Uh, well, actually, I don't know what it's about. A dog. And I think the oh, dog this is meets Harrison Ford, different isn't people. It? Yeah. And the CG dog, which I don't think looks CG, but you think looks I, very I, CG. I do, yes. Do you? Yeah. But The Night of Three is a film on TV. Oh, so, you know. for those playing uh, Monday Movies Bingo, <laughs> you can cross that one off your list we now. Should, we should definitely we bring should that definitely out. We should definitely do that, yes. Um, but actually something that uh, we'll talk about later in the podcast yeah. uh, comes back to um, uh, CGI and green screen. That I've uh, watched earlier on today. Okay, we look forward to that. Good. Or not. Just gonna make depending. a note of it so I don't forget. Good. Uh, this. Have w- I talked about? It? Oh, you can't yes, talk you about did, Call of the yeah. Wild. Yeah, I might go. And, I might try and see it because it look. Who? It's. Um. It is. I was gonna say it is Disney. It looks very Disney. I feel just the dog looks like a. Is it Disney? It is a Disney, yes. I looked on my piece of paper. It's Fox, though, isn't it? Yes, it is. Yeah. So interestingly, I'm sure this is the film. If it's not, I'm gonna be embarrassed. <laughs> I'm pretty sure when 20th century films became 20th century Fox films, the first film released under 20th century Fox was Call of the Wild. And now 20th century Fox has changed to 20th century films. The first film released under the new banner is Call of the Wild. There we go. It's a strange symmetry to it all, isn't that? A bit very weird. Mm-hmm. Uh, this week's number seven, the 1917. Still the 1917, still doing very well. Um, it's going to be in there for a few more weeks as well. Oh, not yeah. even. It's only just halfway down the chart. Uh, really good, great cinematography. Does it? Great cinematography, great script, fantastic acting. That's the one thing people aren't talking about is the acting. I feel. Yeah, I feel like the two leads, especially the leads, they've been kind of forgotten. Yeah. Everyone's talking about. Oh, it's all one shot. Yes, oh. it's very clever and there's no cuts and isn't yeah. that clever and they forget that there's even, two... Even Dancing on Ice did a one shot this week. I'm sorry, I'm... 
they just did, pick him up, draw up off the floor. What was that? They do a one shot. They did right. a one shot like like film thing. Okay, it's not that hard. Yeah, but did they build three miles of trenches <laughs> no, to no. do that? No, no, no. Uh, no. It's still really good. You still really need to see it. It's it's fantastic. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, oh, sorry, Toby. It's fantastic. It's fantastic. Um, I would say it's the highest that you've given, but Parasite. Yes. Take away Parasite. Would you say that's your film of the year? Yes, so far. Good. I think. Yeah. Well, you know, you've got the chart there. Yeah, I know, but some, a couple of them have had not like a good nine or like a nine, but 1917's ten. Yes. Yes. Although, and I have to mention this, sorry, you, thank goodness you've reminded me. That's all right, this. you're welcome. Uh, it was on my script. Say hi to Shona. Hi, hi Shona. Shona. <coughs> Shona's mum went to see this. Right. And I, this is going to be nothing to anyone in this room because you haven't seen it. But the whole point of the film is he's given a, a letter with instructions yes. to... Um, Deliver. Stop an attack yeah. to stop them going over the, and his over brother's, the top. That's yeah. He's yeah. given this letter. He travels for a day. He's submerged underwater, goes down a waterfall. He's covered in mud. He's almost shot. He's running through a forest. And um, <laughs> Shona's mum said it was all very good and she was really enjoying it until the very, very end when he reaches his destination, reaches into his pocket and pulls out <laughs> a perfect letter that hasn't got a mark on it or a crease wow. on it. And she said that ruined the whole thing for her. Really? Yes. Have you seen anyone else say about that? No, and no, I hadn't. And then when she said it, I said, oh, you're right. He I does think, pull out this yeah. perfect piece of paper and it's been stuffed in his pocket for two and a half hours or yeah. whatever. And, yeah. And he's been underwater. Yeah. And it hasn't even damaged. We should give Shona's mum a car sticker for that. That was very good. We'll give her a car sticker. Good yes, well done knowledge. to Marg. Well done. Well done, Marg. Well done, Marg. Yeah. Um, this week's number six, Emma. It's all right. It's, it's, ja- a, it's Jane Austen. It's a if, Sunday BBC Two. Yeah, if you like Sunday afternoon BBC Two dra- period drama, costume drama, then you'll like this. It's a perfectly nice cast. Uh, it's very spirited. It moves along at a pace. Miranda Hart, isn't it, playing Miranda, Miranda Hart? Hart? But she does have the one big emotional scene of the film, and she does it very well. Um, yeah, it's nice, which is damning with faint praise. <laughs> you only isn't it? gave it a five. I know. I feel I'm being a bit unfair because, as adaptations of Jane Austen go, it's it's good. Yeah. It's just maybe it's just not my thing. It's just not your. It's not mm, for you, is it? N- no, no. 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 Not Sorry. everything can be. It's fine. No, you're allowed to have be. opinions. Thank you. Am I? No. Uh, this oh. week's number five. Do little. Unbelievable <laughs> that it is still in the chart after all these weeks but it's because children want to go and see it exactly and they and don't care about reviews are not reading the times and the guardian <laughs> and saying oh peter bradshaw doesn't like it I'm, i don't want to go mother please take me and see take me to see parasite no that's toby that's toby yeah <laughs> toby is a child uh yeah so kids don't care uh, whether the parents that are going with them are enjoying it i very much doubt it no but what's it taken now it's i mean it's taken 15 15 million, million. pounds yeah. which is and hasn't had Incredible. the biggest change this week. No. 59% change from last week. Uh, the biggest was The Call of the Wild, which had uh, 65%. Mm, yeah, so obviously... Well done. Thank you. Obviously, the kids are enjoying it. And, and it's for them, so... And it is for them. And it is a big, colourful blockbuster yeah. with lots of animals and Robert Downey Jr. So... What more could you want? What more could you want? Well, a decent script. <laughs> oh, OK, stop. Um, <laughs> I could list a lot of you things could, that you could want. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this week's number four, Dark Water... Well... <laughs> 
Dark Water. <laughs> Dark Waters. Dark Waters. Uh, it's a true story. Uh, as we talked about last week, uh, Mark Ruffalo plays a lawyer who takes on the case of a farmer who thinks his water is being poisoned by DuPont chemicals and he finds out that uh, a certain chemical is being dumped into the water. They knew about it and he takes on the um, chemical company. It's kind of like Aaron Brockovich without the grandstanding and without the big emotional scenes. Uh, it's very downplayed. It's very uh, under... I was going to say underwhelming. That's not the word. Underplayed. Uh, and that works to its uh, advantage. It's, the acting is really good. Mark Ruffalo is brilliant. Anne Hathaway plays his wife. She's really good. Uh, but what you come away with at the end is you, you're not thinking about the performances. You're thinking about the facts and what these oil companies do. And you just think, well, it's probably not just the oil companies no. that are doing this. I'm sure most big companies uh, are doing this. And it shows that they have teams of lawyers to help them get around as many laws as they can. And it's quite scary. And as it says at the end of the film, 99% of people of living things in on the on the planet Earth have this chemical, chemical in yeah. their bloodstream, including 98% of us. There you go. Which is scary. It's very scary. It's a very. It's not a horror film, but it is scarier than any horror film. Uh, this week's number three, the best film of the decade. <clears throat> Parasite. Yes, it is. It's doing very well. And we'll, we'll talk about it in film news because it has um, just taken enough last week to become the most successful foreign language film of all time. Wow. Uh, uh, like I said last week, it's good because people are going to see a foreign language film. It yes. might mean they go and see other foreign language yeah. films when they realise that the subtitles don't get in the way. And it's, Sorry, you do know, you mean the words at the bottom of the screen? The words at the yeah. bottom of the screen, yes. Um, because I remember when I used to work at Blockbuster in a store... And you were people, a manager of a store, I was a manager you? of the most successful store in the country. <laughs> Thank you very much. Look at that. Uh, and people would bring up certain films, and if I knew I was, they were foreign language, I would tell them. I'd say, I would, as long as you know this has got subtitles. Nine times out of ten, the person would turn around and put it back on the wall and pick something else. Right. So people do have a problem with reading. People have always asked you for their opinions, haven't they? Yeah. Yeah. I'm a font. Font of all knowledge. But no, it's really good that this is doing so well. Because, yeah, and most people that I've seen, that I know that have seen it, have really enjoyed it. Yeah. They're not going, oh, can't believe, what a load of rubbish. Don't believe the hype. It's not one of those. It is believe the hype. We had a review last week about it and saying that... We did. No, from, from Mark, if I remember rightly. That is correct. Yes, saying yes. that he absolutely loved it. So Mark absolutely loved it. Didn't give us a mark. No, he didn't. But he absolutely loved it, yes. Uh, this week's number two, Sonic the Hedgehog. Which, oh, thank you. Uh, which isn't isn't bad. No. It isn't bad. It's uh, Your enjoyment of it will depend on your liking <laughs> of Jim Carrey and Jim Carrey mode. But, <clears throat> again, for kids, again, this is... Do- it got bad reviews, but it's doing well because kids don't care. Yeah. Uh, they just want a bright, fun film with uh, a Sonic the Hedgehog, Hedgehog. In it, which you get. Yeah. So, and you- I've seen a few clips from the film. And yeah, if you can handle Gim, yes, then you'll be fine. Yes, I mean I always used to like Jim Carrey in Ace Ventura mode yeah. and The Mask, but it can be a bit much. But you're okay with it. I'm okay with yeah. it. Yeah, I mean I preferred him to Sonic. I thought Sonic. Yes, Sonic's well, lines weren't as good as they should have been. We were saying if it was Ryan Reynolds, then it might have been. But Ryan Reynolds can't do everything. But he should. Should he? Yes. He I'll write should. an email then. Okay, good. Uh, and this week's number one, The Invisible Man. Uh, we have a review from Andy Chalk. Uh, Andy uh, on Facebook says, It's a dark, foreboding, oppressive, Ooh. modern take on the classic horror tale. It keeps you in suspense, frightened and entertained in equal measures. This must be credited in a large part to the director, Lee Wanell, whose previous films include Saw, Dead Silence and Insidious. I think he's 
going for a job on the Has show. Has he been using a thesaurus? Well, no, their names are films. I know, but for other words oh, as well. No, he's just intelligent. Oh. Something you wouldn't recognise. Uh, he says the overdramatic and clichéd orchestral score adds to the overall eeriness and suspense, but it's the main character, played by Elizabeth Moss, who really shines out as traumatised and tortured soul. Even when she is dressed up and in full makeup, she oozes pain and deep dread. I cannot wait to see her previous films, Her Smell and Girl Interrupted, where her roles are just as intense. A brilliant film, 8.5 Ooh. out of 10. Ooh. Uh, if you and Andy, if you want to see Elizabeth Moss being pained and um, stressed, I suggest you watch The Handmaid's Tale on TV, where she spends an hour a week being oppressed and stressed and abused. Nice. That yeah. sounds. Very uh, it's not nice. an easy watch. No, it doesn't sound like it. Uh, but no, The Invisible Man is really, really good. It's uh, this is Universal's Dark Monsters universe, which after Tom Cruise's Mummy fiasco, they just said no, no. we're not going to do it. They gave Lee Whannell free reign to do what he liked with The Invisible Woman. He wrote the script. He's updated it for the kind of hashtag Me Too generation so it's not focusing on the invisible man it's focusing on uh, a woman being terrorized by a man who used to be her husband uh, it's clever it's uh, scary it doesn't use jump scares and crash bang noises to make you scared in fact the scariest scene in it is two women sitting opposite each other in a restaurant and there is no sound and it is terrifying well there we go you gave, there you it, go. You gave it a nine it, yeah i loved it it's yeah really good good really really good uh, and that is this week's Top 10. Coming up, reviews of Onward, Military Wives, The Photograph and Fantasy Island. Monday Movies on Wickham Sound 106.6 FM. Drive time, weekdays from four. And that was Warship Life at Sea, which is a documentary about HMS Duncan. Oh. They talked to some of the sort of the crew members more, some of the newer members as well that are on their sort of their first tour. They were talking to this new person, and I wasn't something happened outside, so I wasn't really listening. Mm-hmm. But then I heard and the newest member of the team called Luke Davis. Oh. And I was like, what? What? Pick the wrong one. We signed you up <laughs> to, to the Navy, to the Navy to and get they rid of me picked seven the wrong months. Luke Davis. Yeah. I could see you in a little sailor's outfit. Could you? Really? Yes. I don't want that to worry you too no. much. <laughs> Slightly concerned. But I can, pic- I can picture you. What would I be doing your, on the Navy? In your Navy whites. You could, do, you could do the radio. I could do I don't think they have an onboard radio. Don't they? No. I could put, be the person that gives out all the announcements. Yes. <laughs> the torpedo currently <laughs> on deck should not be there. Please move it now. There you go. I could do that. Do that. Drive time. Back tomorrow from four. This is Wickham Sound. Welcome back to Monday Movies here on Wickham Sound 106.6 FM. Uh, Luke, have you not, you're not still worried that I'm picturing you in a sailor's outfit, are you? Every day I is worry that, about that. Is yeah. that why this barbed wire is up between... <laughs> that's, why I'm, that's why I'm producing this show from Studio 2 tonight. I wonder where you were. Yeah. Hello! Hello! <laughs> yeah, Luke's on drive... In case, you're, in case you're listening to the podcast, yes. Luke does a drive-time show, do. four till seven every weekday, and it's very good, despite everything I say about <laughs> it. Thank you. What should we do now? Reviews? Or... I think we should do reviews. Okay. Or, or more what? Or news, but let's do some reviews. No, we, this, every week we do it this way yeah, around. Do you want to change it now? No, no. Plus, we have a, we, I've got you bits of paper oh, this no, week. Okay. Uh, which means I can do this. Duncan, yeah. let's talk about Onward. And that's why it's there. Okay, Onward is a new film from Pixar. It stars Tom Holland and Chris Pat Pratt as uh, brothers who live in a f- um, a magical world. Oh. So imagine the world of Shrek. 
Right. But magic has been superseded by science. So no one needs the uh, wizard to light candles and stuff because they now have electricity and gas and everything. So no one uses their magical power. So it's a world in which unicorns are now the scavengers who are going through the bins on the street. Uh, But Tom Holland, who plays Ian Lightfoot, finds out that his dad, who he has passed away and he never met because he died before he was born, has left him a magic staff and a crystal. And if they say the magic spell, they will bring him back to life, uh, but just for one day. Right. They do the spell, something goes wrong, it stops halfway, they only bring back his legs. So the top half is missing. His brother, who has always believed in magic, says they need to go on a magic quest to find another crystal so they can finish off the spell and bring their father back. But they only have 24 hours to do it because he was, he's only back for 24 hours. Uh, so they go on a magical quest to find it. So, for the first, let's say, 30 minutes of this, I wasn't particularly into it because it does feel like a Sony or a DreamWorks film. It doesn't feel like a Pixar film. It felt like there was something missing. Nothing wrong with the voice cast. Tom Holland's very good. Chris Pratt's good. Julia Louis-Dreyfus plays the mother. She's really good. And the Manticore, who is a magical creature that helps them go on their quest, played by Octavia Spencer, is very good. It just seemed to be missing something. something. And then at around the halfway point, things start to kick in. Okay. And things start to make more sense. The problem is, and I, th- I thought this, and now if people are going to think I'm copying him, but some, another film reviewer who has a podcast said this, it's not a Pixar film you can sum up in a sentence, if you know what I mean. So Toy Story, toys come toys. to life yeah. while you're out of the room. Monsters, Inc., there are monsters in your cupboard. Finding Nemo. Fish, Fish needs to find his father. So most most of the Pixar films, yeah. you can sum up in a sentence. This is just more complicated and more involved. So for the first half, I wasn't, wasn't really with it. Something kicks into gear around the halfway point, and then as you reach the conclusion, it's got an emotional sucker punch that floored me and had me oh. in tears. Actual tears? Actual tears. Wow. And this is a, a deep-cut reference that no-one's going to get. There was a film in the 1980s or late 80s I think called The Return of the Soldier which was an emo- uh, a drama starring Glenda Jackson Okay, and it had a big emotional scene near the end where somebody meets someone for the last time or the first time and instead of doing it in camera they did it in the distance and the camera watched so you couldn't hear what they were saying okay. they were, yeah, yeah. and this does exactly the same thing with its ending and it is so powerful it works so well that yeah it just floored me wow. so I, came, I went in wasn't enjoying it that much. Came, Came out, out loving it. Crying. Loving it. Yeah. Yeah. Out oh, out of ten. Uh, I'm going to go for an eight. I mean, it was on... I, I was expecting higher, if I'm honest. Oh, no. No? No, 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 no. It was on track for a, a five. Oh, right, okay. And then it sort of kicked into gear. So, yeah, it's not... It's not top-tier Pixar. No. Because for the first half, it doesn't really feel like Pixar. You know, Pixar films do have a look. Yes, I know what you mean. you can tell a Pixar film. Uh, this one you couldn't tell quite so much, right. but loved it. Loved it. Yeah, good. Are you, are you, are you going to show me something? You look like you're I, no, I was going to just tell you what was going, what was happening on Rotten Tomatoes with the film. Oh, okay, but go. I can't. The screen's broken. <laughs> Fine. Uh, it about- came out last week in America okay. and it took forty million in its That's not bad opening at all, weekend, is it? which is way. It's one of the lowest Pixar opening oh, really? weekends ever, but it's where they thought it would track to be. So, yeah. So they're not surprised. They're not surprised. surprised. They're happy with that, yeah. Uh, Should we move on to the feel-good film of the year? Yes, Military Wives. 
So, Military Wives is a new British film from director Paul Cateneo, who made uh, The Full Monty. Ah. way back when. Uh, this stars Kristen Scott Thomas as Kate. She is a general's wife on an army base. Uh, she's mourning her son who followed her, her, her husband into the armed forces and died in the Gulf War and she still hasn't come to terms with it and she's slightly distanced from her, from her husband. When all the husbands on the base have to go to, for another tour of duty in Afghanistan, she is left behind. Being the general's wife, she's not supposed to do anything because she's you know, in charge yeah. of the place, supposed to be. Uh, the person who's supposed to be in charge is Lisa, Sharon Horgan, and she's supposed to be arranging the activities for the women. So things like coffee mornings and cake making and knitting circles and stuff like that. Uh, but Kristen Scott Thomas needs something to do, so she decides to get involved. Today we need to come up with some exciting activities and pursuits for us to do while our service people are away. So, shall we start? I thought we could have a formal dinner once a month to explore all aspects of global cuisine. Then perhaps the film night could become a film season where we could examine the body of an auteur and would provide an educational aspect to leisure pursuits in a non-alcoholic environment. Oh, so what, what's the matter? No, no, it's just in general when we watch films, you know, usually we like them to be... Um, Fun. <laughs> well, perhaps we could open the ideas to the room. Yeah. What about singing? Singing? My bridesmaids did Angels by Robbie at my wedding. It was, it was amazing. OK, um, yeah, super. Uh, choir, has anyone had any experience of running a choir? As uh, a clip from Military Wives. So, Christine Scott Thomas uh, uh, gets a suggestion to do a singing club. She wants it to be a choir. Sharon Horgan wants it to be more like singing pop tunes yeah. more of a pop group uh they clash but they come up with the military wives idea uh, of a a choir that sings pop songs as it were and i think we all know where it goes from there because obviously there was a successful bbc television series with gareth uh, malone. malone uh called military wives which i thought he formed the military wives no. apparently this all happened before he yeah. got involved so if you're expecting gareth malone to turn up in this he doesn't what you get is a you know, you know, like an eighties mismatched cop yes, film. Yeah, yeah, it's that with these two women trying to get these women into shape so that they right. can sing at the Festival of Remembrance at the Royal Albert Hall. Um, on the plus, on the on the negative side, it is quite simplistic. Okay, it is quite televisual. Yeah, it looks like it could have been made for TV and it wouldn't have harmed it in any way, and it hits all the notes you expect it to hit. So it's fairly predictable. On the plus side, you've got Sharon Horgan and Kristen Scott Thomas, who are fantastic. Sharon Horgan, you might know from Catastrophe on TV, and Kristen Scott Thomas, who obviously can play a brittle, uptight woman like the best of them, you know, with no, with no trouble. They are fantastic together. And what it does, and it does it very unexpectedly for me, was they'll start singing a song and I just kept crying. Oh, really? I cried four times. What's wrong with you? Um, You've I cried a lot this week. It gets the it gets the minutiae, if oh, you will. Hello. I think of life on an army base. Okay. Just about right. There's a thing about that they're terrified every time there's a knock on the door yeah. or every time that the phone rings because they think they're going to be told that their husband slash boyfriend isn't coming home. Um, 
they get the thing about not talking about it a new girl joins and they're doing the um, knitting circle and she says how can how can you not talk about it how can you just ignore it to which she's met by silence because they don't talk about right. the husbands being away and Sharon Horgan's character who's upset because her husband's going on his fifth tour and the first thing she does the night before he leaves is to pack everything away of his from the bedroom oh. put it in a box put it in a cupboard so she doesn't have to be reminded of yeah. him when he's away so it gets all those little things right and then they'll just start singing Time After Time by Cindy Lauper and three words in, I was off. Right. Um, and yeah, I cried three or four times. Very emotional. I know. I, and I didn't want, because it's, there's an awful lot wrong with it. Yeah. But it overcomes all of its problems to hit you emotionally when it needs to. And it's very, very good. The final scene in the um, Albert Hall didn't ring true because obviously. Gareth would have been there. I'm not sure if Gareth would have been there, but it doesn't. You never think for one minute these group of women are singing okay, at the Albert Hall. Yeah. So whether they didn't have the budget or they weren't allowed in, but you do see them or you think you see them from a distance. Right. But it when the close-ups of them singing, it's like, no, you're not really in the yeah. Albert Hall, you're in a studio. But I forgave it all its foibles because I absolutely loved it and I cried four times. I was um, talking to Claire from Huxley and Hell, the producer of Huxley and Hell, mm. uh, and she said, uh, coming back from a coming from a military family, yep. that she, she absolutely loved it. She saw it and she absolutely... Oh, absolutely there we go. It, yeah. There we go. I'm vindicated in my opinion. You are indeed. Good. Out of ten. <sighs> Eight. Interesting. Why, you thought it was going to go higher? No, I thought actually it was going to be lower at the beginning, but as you Oh, yeah, I mean... It, yes, you're in I mean, two minds. Well, only because I cried four times, so it's, there must be something You've going on that it, worked. Yeah. yeah, and yes, it's not. You know, you, you're not going to look at it and go, "Oh, look at that cinematography," <laughs> or you know, stuff like that. It just works on an emotional level. And obviously, we'll do better here than it would do. And do you think so? Um, well, because it's got that military family. Yeah, it could work everywhere. It, yes, it could. It could. We'll find out. We'll find we'll out. Find out. Yeah. Um, on uh, Rotten Tomatoes, it's mm. got 82% on the tomato meter. That's good. But that's probably just reviews from the UK. Uh, there's no audience score. That's just critics. 28 right. of them. And that's probably all UK, UK critics, yeah. I think, yeah. But it's uh, honestly, it's well. I'm taking my other half to see it. Oh. Because I think he'll love it. Good. Just telling you. That's what we like to hear. Mm-hmm. Uh, right, let's move on to the photograph. This is a strange film. It's had a small <laughs> release. It's only on 110 screens, I think, and it took... And it was in Wickham? Yeah, wow. and it took something like £20,000 over the weekend, <laughs> okay. so that's dreadful. Yeah. Uh, it's a romantic drama. It stars Lakeith Stanfield and um, Issa Rae yes. as a couple. He's a journalist for a New York magazine. He's down in New Orleans. Uh, he comes across a man who tells... and He sees a photograph <clears throat> on his sideboard. He likes the photograph. He says, yes, that's the girl that got away when I was young. She became a photographer and moved to New York. He becomes obsessed with finding out who she is. He finds her daughter, who is a museum curator, and she's curating uh, an exhibition of her mother's photographic work. They become romantically involved, and then you get the sto- their story played out in parallel with the story of the photographer when she was young. Um, the pr- Firstly, it's beautifully acted. Lakeith right. Stanfield, I think, is, is going to be a, a big star. He was in Sorry to Bother You late last year. He was in Knives Out with Daniel Craig this year. And he became famous uh, in the TV series Atlanta with Donald Glover. He is really good and he's really likeable. And like he's a nice, seems like a nice person. Issa Rae is really good as well. So all the performances are lovely and they're beautifully acted. The cinematography is gorgeous. Mm. It's beautifully shot. You would hope for a film that was called... The, the photograph, photograph that yeah. it would be beautifully shot. Yeah, so everything, technically, everything about it is is lovely. The problem is there 
isn't a lot of dramatic heft. Right. Nothing much happens. You keep expecting them to find something out that's going to shock everybody and take the story in a different direction, and it doesn't. Does it have a normal sort of film arch that they get together, have an argument and get... There's no, there's nothing no, there's like no that? even arc. No. It's just flat. flat. Right. Um, I mean, I quite liked it. Yeah. I stayed to the end, which the other three people in the cinema didn't. Right, okay. They left halfway through. Was that because you were coughing again? No, it no. wasn't. Uh, I just think there's something... It needed something more. There doesn't seem to be anything to get you invested in the story. Right. A nice picture and a couple of nice actors isn't going to... No, it needs something there. to get your attention. It needed some dramatic momentum, which it just doesn't have. So Ooh, it won't be staying along. Out, out of ten? Five. Ooh. Do you, Five do you think it will be... Well, it probably won't be in the top ten if there was only in... I few, don't think it... No, no, it won't get into the top ten. <clears throat> so we will never have to mention it again. Oh. But they're on, they're, they're on the spreadsheet. Are they? They are on the spreadsheet. That's good. So. Now, you mentioned the coughing. Can I just say, I went to see, <laughs> I went to see Military Wives <clears throat> and uh, I was eating something uh, while it was on as it started. And just a tiny little bit got caught in my throat. Mm. So I sat there <coughs> and I couldn't shift it. So right. for five minutes, I was <coughs> like that. Mm. Uh, two women, two old women sat in front of me, discreetly, well, as discreetly as they <laughs> could, got up, walked <laughs> forward, three rows in front, sat back down I again. don't blame them. I thought, well, you know, you can it's never... going to carry that far. <laughs> well, They yes. should have gone and sat behind me. Because I was projecting. Oh, that's true, yeah. But I was being good. I was coughing into my hand. That's good. Well, you should cough into your elbow. Apparently, like that. That's really difficult. Why really? can't I cough into my hand? It's better, because then if you accidentally touch of somebody or touch a face, then you're less likely to have the germs are in your elbow, not in your, unless you're whacking people with what your about, elbow. I hug everybody. But you're not hugging people's faces, are you? How do you know? Come here, I'll show you. <laughs> Move on! <laughs> uh, yeah. uh, okay, we've still got a review of Fantasy Island to come. We'll save that because it's a corker. And some Spoilers. and some film news coming up next. This is Wickham Sound. Welcome back to Monday Movies. Uh, should we do our last review? Yes, let's. Of Fantasy Island. Right, Fantasy Island. Is it about that TV programme from the 70s? You don't remember it, do you? No, I don't. No, you've no. never heard it. So, yes, so this is based, I say based in inverted commas, yeah. on Fantasy Island, the TV series. So the TV series was about an island where people were flown, different people came every week, and they lived out their fantasy. The plane! The plane! The plane! The plane! Yeah. It was a kind of... It was a seven o'clock at night fun show. Yeah. So Blumhouse Pictures, who are hit and miss. They did Get Out. They did Us. They also did um, the Purge films. They so, did, yes. Mm. This stars Michael Peña as Mr. Rourke, who owns Fantasy Island. A group of people arrive by plane. Uh, Maggie Q as Gwen Olsen. Uh, there's Lucy Hale, Austin Stonewell, Jimmy Yang and Portia Doubleday. They've all won a competition, apparently, and they're, they've come to the island for a week to live out their fantasy. Okay. So once they've arrived, their fantasies start at varying times. Uh, Maggie Q, her fantasy is she wants a do-over. Right, she said so a, a makeover then. No, a do-over. Right. She said no when uh, her, her fiancé proposed to her, her boyfriend proposed right. to her, and she thinks that may have been a mistake years before. Right. Uh, Lucy Hale wants revenge on a girl who treated her badly when she was in school. These are weird fantasies. Austin, well, you, Austin Stowell and Jimmy Yang play two brothers who want to have it all. That's their fantasy. And uh, Ryan Hansen wants to be a soldier because he didn't get to be one when he was younger and his dad was, so he wants to be a soldier. Um, (laughs) The the two boys who want to have it all, apparently all that involves 
is them being in a giant house party with a pool and one of them being surrounded by half-naked women and one being surrounded by half-naked men. Because, hashtag, you know... It's 2020. It's 2020. One of them has to be gay, one yeah. of them has to be straight. So there's eye candy for everybody. Yeah. Um, and then what it turns into is a cross between hostile and sore. So it turns into wow. a, a horror film with Michael Rooker as somebody on the island who has survived and he's helping them get out. Okay. Um, and then, once you get to the end, turns out, no, this has been a prequel to the TV series all along. And the final shot kind of suggests they're looking for sequels because they've set it up as the TV series. Okay, so the the problem... The problems are manifold. <laughs> There's many problems. The problems are manifold. Firstly, the TV series idea was a good idea. Yeah. Just stick with that. You don't need to make it into a horror film. Secondly, if you've got five people who have won a competition with their fantasies, for goodness sake, make them have good fantasies. Yeah. Or at least something interesting. I mean, we want to have it all and I want a do-over are not fantasies. No. They're ridiculous. Thirdly, all these five storylines play out so you're, you're cutting back and forth between everyone's fantasies. And none of them look like they belong to the same film. It right. looks like you're um, channel surfing at home and you're watching five different shows, but you're just cutting backwards and forwards. And... I do, I've just watched the trailer because I couldn't remember yeah. how it went and mm -hmm. that's exactly how I would describe yes. it. Yes. And finally, nothing makes sense. <laughs> the story makes absolutely no sense. When you find out what they're going to be looking for on this island, how they're going to stop what's happening to them happening and how Michael Peña got there to be the head of the island, nothing makes sense. I found myself during the last uh, 20 minutes, which is all set un in underground caves, mm. almost slapping my forehead going, what the actual is going on. Yeah. It's ridiculous. It's badly directed, it's badly written, it's acted by people who seem not to want to be there. Michael Peña, particularly, who's so good in stuff like Ant-Man and the Wasp, and um, he's been in loads of stuff, yeah. but he's really good and he's really funny. Here he's kind of sleepwalking through the film. I, I don't understand how they can say it goes into the, the TV programme, and we watched a bit of the TV programme last week on the podcast, mm. It, they don't even look the same. There's no horror in it. There's no people getting attacked. No, but this ends with the plane flying away and Michael Peña standing there in his white suit and the Jimmy Yang, who is Asian and quite small, much smaller than him, right. standing there. And someone does say, the plane, the plane. Oh. And they're both staying there to run the island. Okay. So it is setting it up as a prequel to the TV series. Uh, it is awful. Do not waste your money. The sad thing was... Uh, this was busier than military wives. Oh, when I went really? To see it. There were more people in it. Yeah, uh, it, it's terrible. Do not waste your time. In, in fact, it's odd because it's as though they don't want you to mix it up with Fantasy Island, the TV series, because the actual title of the film is Blumhouse's Fantasy, Fantasy Island. Island. Even on the BBFC title card yeah. at the start, it's Blumhouse's Fantasy Island. So out yeah. of ten, um, I, I want to give it two. But I can't think what I'm going to give the extra one for. So I'm going to say one. Wow. Because there was one quite nice shot that I quite liked. That is the lowest film so far. Yeah. It's dreadful. Don't waste your money. I mean, if, you, if you've got a Cineworld card, then, then you, you can go. go because it's not cost you anything. But if you're going to pay £10 for a ticket, please don't. don't. It's dreadful. On Rotten Tomatoes. I'm not surprised. No. Honestly, absolutely terrible. Well, there we go. Mm-hmm. Um, there's all the films for this week. Yeah. Should we have some news? Tell me what you think about me. So slick. Say that again. Shall we have some news? 
That's better. Uh, we'll start with some sad news. Um, actor Max von Sydow, who appeared in films and TV series including uh, The Exorcist, Flash Gordon and Game of Thrones, has died today at the age of 90. His family announced, with a broken heart and infinite sadness, the Swedish-born actor died on Sunday. His other film credits included Hannah and Her Sisters, the Woody Allen film for which he was nominated for an Oscar, The Seventh Seal, which is famously the black-and-white Bergman film from the 60s, uh, and he is the knight playing chess with death on the beach. Very famous. Famous uh, scene, and he was in Star Wars: The Force Awakens. He was, yeah, and like I said, and in Game of Thrones as well. So he he's been working for many many decades um, he was nominated for two Oscars during his clear, a career including Best Actor in 98 for Pele the Conqueror his most famous role though probably is as Father Merrin in uh, The Exorcist he was uh, 1948 to 2018 was his film career that's a hell of a that's a good innings that's a very good innings yeah, yeah 90 so very good the, th- the thing is if you watch The Exorcist he looks quite old in The Exorcist oh really but they made him look older than he was 70 years worth of career yeah it's good well done very good well done and 90s it's, it's a, a good age it's a good age it's yeah. a good age yeah, yeah. so that's Max von Sydow who passed away today next well that's not next on my list it's on mine no it's not no oh, okay no look Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, I'll skip forward. It's fine. Um, MGM, Universal and Bond producers uh, Michael G. Wilson and Barbara Broccoli have announced that after careful consideration and thorough evaluation of the global theatrical marketplace, the release of No Time to Die will be postponed until November 2020. Uh, The film will be released in the UK on the 12th, uh, with a worldwide release date to follow, including the US launch on November 25th. Now... It's interesting, and in, in, I'm guessing that's a statement from them, that they've not said it's because of coronavirus. Uh, they have. I've oh, they have. Okay. So they have said it's because of the coronavirus. Now, this is interesting. No other film nope. has changed its release date. Uh, Black Widow is still going ahead in a couple of weeks' time. And they trailer for it to as well. And they will have a premiere. And also, what's the other new big film? Top Gun is still going ahead. Nothing else has been cancelled. So it leads you to think... Is there something else going on? Did they need to edit... Did they need to trim it down? Did they need to film additional scenes and they've just given themselves a nice six-month window in which to do it? Do you think that's the reason why? It could be. Because every film has reshoots, don't they? Most 90% of big films will have some sort of reshoots that they have to go and do. Yeah, but they, 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 this was ready to go. Two well, weeks' time, it should have been coming that's out. That's true. So this is... I mean, no other film has been um, cancelled, but we do know the coronavirus is causing problems, especially with sporting events. Uh, In Italy, 16 million people are quarantined at the moment in northern Italy in the region of Lombardy. So different places are treating it differently. Uh, The Cannes Film Festival, which is the next big film festival, is scheduled to go ahead, although South by Southwest, the film festival in America, that has been cancelled. And MIP TV, which is basically like the Cannes Film Festival for TV, which takes place in three weeks' time in Cannes, that has been cancelled. Um, so, yeah, so Cannes is is up in the air because uh, the French government put bans on any gatherings of more than 5,000 people. They've now changed that to gatherings of more than 1,000 people, and there's definitely more than 1,000 people milling around in Cannes, yeah, and yet, well, yeah. the, yet the organisers are saying it's still going to go on. So we will see. But, yes, Bond 
Not now mm. until November the 20th, which makes uh, Daniel Craig's appearance on Saturday Night Live this weekend a little bit <laughs> out they, of time, do, and the release of Billie Eilish's single. Oh, that's true. Doesn't quite match the release of the film. <laughs> but, well, because this time last week, we were saying, you get your tickets now. You had brought yes, tickets. bought a ticket, yes. You, and now they're having to, you know, yeah. give that money back, mm. if you, unless you've got a mm. Cineland Cine card. Um, so it does, it does lead you to think they've gone... We could tighten up the edit. We could, you know. I think so. I wouldn't be too surprised if that's what they're doing. Just, just a little I, nip and tuck I, here and there. I think if they had brought it out, mm. I think you would have seen on a world sort of basis. You probably have seen a drop because of places like Italy, you know, mm. not be, being in, well, in lockdown. But well, uh, industry insiders think that by moving it, they're going to lose fifty million dollars. Do you think? What is there any? What's coming out in November? Is there anything bigger? I don't big know. films because there's no Star Wars. No, there's no, no. Marvel. No I big don't Marvels, think. No. 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 So who knows? We'll wait anyway, and see. We're gonna have to wait another six months before yeah. we can watch uh, No Time to Die. Uh, should we talk about Charlie and the Chocolate Factory? If you want to, if you want to back up, if you're going to go that way. Uh, Netflix have uh, are in talks with Taika Waititi, who uh, uh, directed and wrote the Oscar-winning Jojo Rabbit, yep. and also did Thor Ragnarok Correct. and Hunt for the World People. Uh, he, they want him to deliver an animated spin on Roald Dahl's Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. They want him to write, direct and executive produce two series for the streamer, one based on the world and characters of the children's book, and the other centred entirely around the Oompa Loompas. Interesting. Very interesting. I think he's the perfect person, if I'm honest. I do. Somebody put on Facebook, I put this on Facebook, and somebody commented, oh, why? And I went, because he's a genius. He is. And it's an animated series, so it's not going to take away... You know, Tim Burton's already kind of ruined it by doing his one with Johnny Depp. Which was... Which was pretty awful. Yeah. So, you know, we've still got the 1960s one. And I think it needs... With Wilder. It needs a bit of a... Zhuzh. A zhuzh. And I think an animated spin will mean that there isn't some, like, dodgy green screen yes effects in it yes. so it will look more realistic um and i think i think he's the perfect person for it look at Rag- look at ragnarok look at jojo yep. rabbit yep i think he is when i saw that the news break i was like perfect good perfect person i am so glad you're happy good uh very quickly beauty and the beast is getting a origin story for um for the beast no what's their name like a guest on and okay. I won't say LaRue, but it's You're not LaRue, Le is it? LaFou. Le Le uh, for Disney Plus, they're going to be a series okay. about their backstory, which will be great if they get the same two actors, Josh Gad say, and it? Luke Evans. If they get them, then I'm up on board. Is it going to uh, be animated? Have they it's Gad's idea. Oh, OK. So hopefully it will be... No, it's not going to be animated. No, it's going live, to be live, live action. Okay. Um, and, also, and, of course, Disney Plus, March 24th. And, yes, I've gone back on my word. I have got it. Can I just point out, I got it because Sky said uh, it will be going on the Sky Q box. Right. I tweeted them today <laughs> to say, will it be on the Sky Q box on March 24th? They said, oh, we don't know when. Oh. So You might just have to plug, a... plug your computer into the TV. Oh, that's, I'll have to get you around to do that. Oh, I don't okay. have to do it. Uh, fin- when there's food, I'll be there. Oh, yeah, we'll bake you a cake. Oh, I'll definitely be there. Uh, and it in finally... the shape of Disney's logo, please. Uh, no. Oh, okay. And finally, the Batman have revealed the Batmobile. Did you see the pictures of that? Uh, yes. Looks good, it I does think. Does look good because it looks like an actual car that someone could have made, <laughs> yes. and not a ridiculous armored vehicle. No, I quite liked it. It's gonna be. I think it's gonna be a, a Batman film that the Batman fans mm, are gonna like, are gonna hate. Oh, okay. Because I think they're gonna do things that are different. 
Oh, I'm no one likes different, do they? Oh, exactly. Uh, but the, the cast is fantastic. You've got Robert Pattinson as Batman, Zoe Kravitz as Catwoman, Colin Farrell as the Penguin, Paul Dano as the Riddler, and Al- Andy Serkis as Alfred. So it's a good cast. I'm not sure on the Andy Serkis was Nor Alfred. Nor am I. I didn't, I didn't want to say anything. No, but I, I agree. I think though. someone older for yeah, Alfred. Yeah, and Alfred is... Yeah, when I think of Andy Serkis, don't think of Alfred. Serkis. Serkis, I don't think of Alfred. No. No. I wouldn't. No. Uh, anyway, that's it for this week. We've, oh, run, we've run out of time. I'm going to think of someone for the podcast who would be better Alfred. Okay, good. Uh, next week, we've got Dave Bautista in the spy, uh, My Spy, uh, Kieran Knightley in Misbehaviour, and Vin Diesel in the comic book movie Bloodshot. Ooh. How very exciting. Uh, Mason, we didn't hear from you today, but thank you for sitting there quietly <laughs> next to me, keeping me sane. Thank you. And I hope I didn't cough too close to you. Luke, thank you very much. Thank you. Don't fade me down. How dare you? Uh, back next week at the same time. Well, that was a good show. We're back. Wasn't it? Here we are. Hello. That, that all got good. packed in. Do you know what? I think why? why? No, Toby. You think that was why it's good? Yeah. No, actually, I know. And this is what I was going to say about Mark. Yes. It's because actually... Hi again, Mark. Hi, Mark. Welcome back. Hello, everyone. Um, Feels like only just now we were talking about it. It really does, doesn't it? Time flies. Mm. Um, hi, Mark. Hope you're doing well. Hope everyone else is doing. But Mark mentioned last week he thought the show was scripted. He didn't know. He said um, which parts are scripted. Okay. I don't think he thought all of it was. No? No. Um, but this week we actually had some production notes. We had notes. Yeah. Sort of a guide so we a knew. A because, because some, and even then you fluffed it at <laughs> the I end did, by skipping sorry. a whole article. Yeah. So there's no, there was no script. No. Just, Just guides so yeah. we knew where we were. A, a roadmap. A, an audio roadmap. A spine of the show. Yeah. 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 Good, that's, that's all I had to say. Good. Um, two other things to mention. Yes. Uh, one, last week we mentioned about the Arias. Yes, we, we didn't win. We didn't win. But we are either the sixth, fifth or fourth best local radio station in the UK. Let's say fourth, shall Let's we? Let's say fourth, yes. I think we were. It was a good evening, though, at the London Palladium. Ooh, nice to be invited. Yes, all right. Well, next well, next year, when you're up for best mail, you can come along. Thank you very um, much. I saw Greg James. On Didn't stage, get, get close to him. No, no, he he was well guarded, sadly. <sighs> These but stars, I know he's very funny, um, very witty. But did you meet anybody famous while you were there? Is this what you're angling yeah, for me to say? It was yeah. Um, so if you've listened to Drive Time, thanks. Sorry. Um, if you don't, just sorry. <laughs> I mean, sorry, if you do. Well done. Sorry, yes. yeah. Sorry. That was that was a joke that, was, that didn't work didn't because really you'd work. already done the yeah. joke. Yeah, sorry. Um, or if you know my other half, Amy, from Amy's Musical Soundtrack, then you know that we go and see a lot of West End shows. People are now going to Google if there's a picture on their website, you know, for Amy's, and they're going to go, wow, wow. really? <laughs> That's your other half? Yeah, I know. How is that even possible? Ten years of begging. Is that what it is? That's what it is. Ten years? Ten years. You started when you were two. Nice. That joke works. That, that was, worked, that didn't it? Thank one. you. Yeah. That one was scripted, you see. <laughs> see, Mark? You're <laughs> always right. Um, so we've seen this person uh, in Waitress. Um, in Waitrose? In Waitress. Oh, right. <laughs> As a waitress? <laughs> no, in the musical Waitress. Okay. Uh, we went to see the launch, the press launch of Hairspray. Mm-hmm. And then, randomly, we saw a tweet from the Radio Academy saying that Marisha Wallace was going to be singing in... The Palladium at at the Arias. I'm guessing sort of for the musical stations. I'm, mm-hmm. um, and so we went to, to to the loo as you do because these events are very long, especially when they're delayed by ten minutes. Um, and ten minutes isn't a long delay. Let's be honest. No, it it felt longer. Okay. Um, because it was just people shouting, going, "Will you sit down?" <laughs> um, anyway, so we went to the toilet, and um, because as always, the ladies had a queue for half a mile around the block. Of course. Um, and. Marisha happened to walk past me 
And normally, I wouldn't say anything. But I did. So, let's set the scene. You're in the Palladium. You're, yeah. out, you're outside in the um, well, is it, it, atrium so, part. Let me work, show you how. Because when we first got there, we were in the stalls. Yeah. And behind the Palladium, there's a bar. Mm. In, and all the producers and anyone that wasn't famous was in those bits. Right. And then all the celebrities were upstairs. Yeah. But when we went to the toilet, mm. it was just before the interval. So, they were getting the main bar ready. So, we were told to use the ones up the posh toilets. Okay. Um, and so Amy, uh, my, my, my point was going to be, yeah, it wasn't the location of the toilet was, was immaterial. Okay. No one program. cares. <laughs> um, you waited until your other half was in the ladies' toilets to speak to another woman. Now, I'm not I'm <laughs> from not the saying, West End that she I'm loves. I'm not saying that's wrong. No, I mean, did you at least speak to her long enough and hold her there? Not hold her physically, <laughs> but you know, hold her attention long enough for your other half to meet her. Um, because you could have said, we've seen you in Waitress, we've seen you in oh, Hairspray, yes, we've, and, you know, my other half would love to meet you. If you just give... Now. Did this happen? No, but let me hold... Oh, no, let's not just skip over there. No, I'm going to come back to it. Okay. Full circle. So, um, she was with friends or, like, her press team. Mm. Um, I was like, I said all those things. I said, you're amazing, we've seen you in Waitress and thing, you were great tonight, really good, well done you. Um, I don't think I I hope you didn't say quite so <laughs> no, patronising. Okay. Good. <laughs> Well done. No, I just said you're amazing. Well, <laughs> well done. You, you, what, you, you did say that. I didn't say that. You no. did. No, I can tell. You did say. I know. Well done, no. you. You're so You've done great. so well no, for yourself. That's what I was saying in my head. Right. <laughs> keep going. Mm. Talk like a normal human being. Mm. Do it for five minutes. So we were having a, a nice little conversation, but all conversations come to an end, and I didn't want to be like because she was there with friends, so I wasn't going to be like, stay there, wait for my other half. Um, but when I, when my other half came back from the mm. toilet after mm. touching a radio presenter's bottom by accident, right? You wasn't expecting that, were you? I wasn't. No, no. nor was he. I'd imagine. What in the ladies' toilet? Oh, she. She. Okay. Oh, it gets more interesting by the Does. minute. Do any of them smoke? What? <laughs> uh, I'm referring to something in drive time, we'll come which, back. which won't work for this. No, not even a joke. Do you want to give podcast. that citation? Oh yes, you think most gay people smoke no. because you, because I do. That was your you, you did, did. A, you did a survey of one person. You did smoke. Yes. Mm. Uh, no, you did, you did a survey of no, one I, person and I, made a decision. That the, the most of the LGBTQ community <laughs> smoke on mid mornings tomorrow on Tuesday the tenth. There is a survey about how apparently LGBTQ plus people are more likely to smoke and i said well i know duncan did and, that, and I, that's it i just went so you know mm. okay good uh, what were we going with this story uh you were talking about oh, your yeah. other half was in the tournament you couldn't you couldn't hold um, marisha, marisha there long enough no. for her to come back no so then when marisha came when naomi yeah. came back i said oh i've just spoken to marisha wallace yeah go and you know go and say hello you know but she didn't want to you know when you said all conversations come to an end? Yeah. So do most relationships. Just saying. <laughs> That's true. Just saying. It didn't, it didn't help, I'll be honest, when Marisha followed me and Wickham Sound on Instagram. Yeah. So she hasn't followed Amy? No. But then Amy, she didn't meet her. Because Amy didn't meet her. No. No. So you got a famous follower. I've got a couple now. Oh, who are the others? Ruse? Um, Ruse, Ruse, the group? Yeah, Ruse, yes. the group. And James Bourne from Busted. Randomly. Oh, okay. I don't even know why. Oh. Have I got any... I've got two famous followers on Twitter. Oh. Lee Winnell, director of The Invisible Man and the original Saw film. Why? He follows me now. And he's not been on the show because... Well, he's in America. 
Oh, no, he's in Australia. Sorry, he's an Australian we director. We have phones and Skype. Um, yeah, he follows me. And there was someone... Oh, um, Mick Jagger's wife. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, how strange. I don't know why. That's weird. What's her name? Bianca. Bianca, yeah. Yeah, she follows me. Oh, that's weird. No, I don't know who she thinks I am. I have got another a couple of verified people, but I can't think what they are. And there's not a, like an easier way of going, oh, they're verified. Are like, you blocked by anybody on Twitter? No, but you are. Yeah, just <laughs> David Williams. And I've no idea why. No idea why. I don't care because I can't stand the man. But <laughs> Maybe that's why. Yeah, I just, yeah, he blocked me. That's very weird. Yeah. Anyway. Never mind. Anyway, that was the Arias, which was, was a lovely Arias. night for you. What else was And all your little friends that went with you. you. Um, uh, what else are we going to talk about? Arias and... Uh, there's a mystery voice, but I don't think there's any point in doing it I because you did it on it. Sunday breakfast. Yeah. It was too easy. It was, it was Cheryl Cole. It was very easy. And it's so easy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's something else I was going to mention as well. Ah, so this leads into something that we were talking about on the show earlier on um, about green screens and things like that. Because we were talking about dogs. Because we were talking about dogs. Call of the Wild. CGI. Yes. Um, I watched um, a video by uh, Mr. Sunday Movies which is a YouTube reviewer and they talk about film stuff. You watch something by another film reviewer? Yeah. Why would you... Know, you've got the opinion. Do you listen to the Empire podcast? That's true. We spoke about that last week. All right, that's true. Anyway, but it's very good. Um, and they were talking about how... And obviously when Disney Plus comes out in 14 days, we'll be able to see this. But the Mandalorian mm. you, doesn't use green screen, blue screen or CGI. It'll probably use a little bit of CGI. But it's all back screen projected. Right. Um, which is something that I knew was a thing, but I didn't realise how much it was used. And actually, the way they used it is is actually very, very good. And actually, because with blue screen and green screen, you can't you can't react to things that are happening because it's not there. So, like in Star Wars, the CGI three, Anakin was talking to thin air and not a bug. But mm-hmm. with the back screen, do you know what the film first used the back screen? I don't. King Kong. Oh. I'm not sure which one. Look at you. Thank you. Um, but the way they used it was brilliant because there's a bit where King Kong is fighting a dinosaur. Yes, there is. And the lady whose name has slipped my mind. Faye Ray. Thank you. Uh, is in a tree. And the way that she, the, the way she, that her, why her acting is so good is because she was actually watching them fight because it was back screen projected oh. so she could see like a fist coming towards her and ducking and like them falling onto her so the tree falls back and that's what they've done in the mandalorian as well in a lot of the scenes it's actually just all in one screen but it's it's all back screen projected okay but they don't use projectors anymore they use led screens because then you don't have to worry about somebody being in the way of a projector this is fascinating what's what's wrong with you i don't know what's I, going on what's it, happened it, it you know three years of film and tv and that really got in there but obviously if, yeah. if you want to watch the full video and it's very yeah. good look on uh, mr sunday movies uh, on youtube it's very very good mr sunday, sunday movies, movies. Yeah. i might look that up then. Uh, australian as well oh dear okay <laughs> you, you're just saying that because you're on the half car yes, this podcast i know yeah. um do you have any what we've been watching or is that it mr sunday movies mr sunday movies um i haven't really watched a lot of anything. I saw a bit of Con Air again. From watching a bit of something doesn't count. So are we going to say no? no. There's no what you've been what watching. What do you think of Con Air? Did you like it? I loved Con Air. Yeah, but I've great. only seen it when it first came out. I've not seen Have it again. Have you not again, seen it since? So no, no, only okay. seen it in the Have 90s. you got a what you've been watching? Uh, I've got two for you. Well, are you, you going to use a jingle? In that case, Mr. Duncan Strip, yeah. what we've been watching. There we go. Uh, just very quickly, two things on Netflix. Uh, Grace and Frankie. 
don't know if you've seen Grace and Frankie. No, I haven't. We watched the first season and then sort of stopped watching it. Right. Um, because there was very little on recently. We've been watching sort of two episodes a night and we've completely finished all six seasons. There's one more season to come next year and then it's going to finish. Uh, but if you haven't seen it... Remind me what it's about because I uh, think I know which one it is. Grace... Um, oh, sorry. Jane Fonda and Lily Tomlin as two women who are married to uh, a couple of guys. And then in the first episode... Uh, during their wedding anniversaries, the two guys admit that they're actually gay and they've been having an affair yes. for years. So Lily Tomlin and... Do they smoke? Lily Tomlin and um, Jane Fonda move in together. Right. And it's a story of them becoming friends and having business ideas. And it is a goofy, goofy comedy and it's very silly. But it it says something about old age. It's got something to say and it's, it's, it's quite touching in places. Lily Tomlin is absolutely hilarious. She is fantastic. And all of them, the combined age of the four leads, yeah. I think was 380 or something. Wow. They're all over 80 years old. Wow. Jane Fonda, if you look at a picture of Jane Fonda, what she looks like now, she is 82 years old. And it sort of beggars belief that anybody who is 82 should look like that. She does look great. One? That's not her now, I just go to images there, you'll find... Uh, but still looks great, though. That red one, second row down. I that think one. That's, that's a new one. 2019. Yeah. She that, does she's look... She's 82. She looks great. Yeah. I mean, it's ridiculous. I mean, you're... 68. Yeah, and you look terrible. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, it's Grace and Frankie. There's six seasons. They're 25-minute episodes, uh, and there's only one more season to come, and then they're going to finish it. But I think it's well worth watching. Okay. If you like, if kind of Friends, Frasier... Yeah. Will and Grace kind of thing. thing. If you like that kind of thing, yeah. it is good. I enjoyed it. Something to watch. And the other thing I've been watching on Netflix, from the sublime to the ridiculous, or from the ridiculous to the sublime, is The Trials of Gabriel Rodriguez, which is a six-part documentary. Uh, and it's a really tough watch. It's about an eight-year-old boy who was tortured and beaten to death by his parents. And it covers the court case where the parents are taken to court. And also the four social workers are taken to court. For the first time, social workers were accused of his murder. Right. Um, I'm only two, two episodes in. It's not something you can binge because it's, you know, you're seeing, you're showing graphic pictures yeah. from the crime scenes and you see pictures of him and his beatings and you hear testimony of what people saw and it's a hard watch. So I've been right. watching one every couple of days right, because okay. it's hard work. counselling. But it is very, very interesting okay. and very good. And it just, as I'm... Um, Somebody in the series said, I think one of the detectives who in, who investigates the case says, you don't realise there's actual evil in this world until you see something like this. Wow, OK. So, yeah, it's very good. It's called The Trials of Gabriel uh, Rodriguez, and it's on Netflix now. Um, do you watch Gogglebox? Yes, I do. Now, in this week's Gogglebox, there was a clip of the sex clinic. Last week's. Last week's, sorry. Yes. Yes. With Marco. See the one who had the, uh, he was the one who... Had the walk. Yes. Yes. Question. Tell me what you think about me. Yes. If you know there is something wrong with your private parts, why go on national television to show them off? So we, we saw that bit on Gogglebox. The, my other half then wanted to watch the whole episode. I must admit, it piques my interest. Yeah, and that is exactly the first thing I said. I know. And I was just like, why Why would you go on national television? I don't like showing my doctor my private parts. <laughs> what Do you know what? I don't. <laughs> no, I, I, get I don't think anybody does. No. No, no one's going to go, hey. And hilariously, when he was told he had a wart and he had to stay off sex, he said, does that mean I can't, yeah. can I have sex tomorrow, tomorrow morning? morning? I was like, who's going to want to? You've got a genital wart. <laughs> and now everybody knows. That's the other thing. 
Every Everyone woman knows. who's watched this knows he's got genital had man. genital warts, and even though he may get, you know, obviously they clear up. Yes, but they still know. They're gonna, they're gonna go. You, oh, you mm. might still have. Yeah, mm. because what? Because in Gogglebox they just show the clip of him. They don't show the other ones, but they do. They, it's a service where they can also ask questions as well. Oh, right. About so, and I think that way, I think that's fine because if you're they're asking, making it education. Yeah, if you're asking questions, that's fine because it might yes. help other people. It's a bit like Sex Education, the Netflix mm-hmm. program. You watched it yet? No. Hmm. Um, have you watched a film this year? <laughs> Yes. Thank you. Some something. Um but yeah, if you've got actually got something, n- no one needs to know. Channel 4 is turning into Channel 5. It really you know, is. Channel it 4 is. used to be slightly more upmarket. Yeah, documentaries all over the place. Yeah. Now just other things all over the place. Yeah, whereas Channel 5 have cruising with Jane Crane, Jane. Not anymore. Jane's gone. Yeah, uh, Susan Cowman is taking yeah, over. Yeah, exactly. Mm. I would much prefer yeah, I'd prefer her. Mm. Jane just annoys me. She sings every 5 minutes. Well, of course she's a singer. I know. Oh, what a beautiful sunset mm. over the hull of the ship. That's nice. Like that. Um, yeah, so there we go. Anyway, that's it. I've got, I found three more verified followers. Who? Uh, Stephen Colgan, our good friend, Mr. Colgan. Oh, I've got him. Yeah. I don't count him as a celebrity. He's verified. I know. Sorry. He's verified, we're, though. We're talking celebrities. Yeah, but I said verified. Well, I've got loads of verifieds. Oh, okay. Uh, I've also got Ticketmaster. And, wait mm. for it, this mm. is going to blow your mind. Yeah. Wickham District Council. Oh, well done. Mm-hmm. Not Steve Baker. No, nothing from Steve. I don't know if Steve actually follows me. I don't know. Other other politicians are available. Very... You actually, don't have to. I think I have got quite a good good range of everybody. Good. I'm here for everyone. I'll check my verifieds for next week. Shall we do like a list of verifieds? Yeah, I'll do my list of my verified followers. We'll get followers. Toby. Toby's we've got loads because he's a musician. Uh, we will be here next week. Will we? Yes. What about if we get cancelled or delayed back to November? Then we'll be here in November. No, <laughs> okay. we'll be here. Nothing's going to stop us. No coronavirus Nothing's is going to stop, stop us. us. No. We'll be here coughing and spluttering <laughs> into the night. Uh, thank you very much for listening. Thank you. Uh, see you next week. Uh, to end this week's podcast, yeah. uh, Duncan's <clears> going to tell <throat> us a little story. Um, off you go. What? Yeah, off you go. Okay, tell us a little story. <laughs> go on. Tell us a little story. Why would I want to tell you a story? Just, just to annoy me to get us to finish. Yeah, finishes on something. Once upon a time, mm. there was a small hobbit called Luke. <laughs> he was coming home from his job one day when someone mugged him in an alleyway. No one knows who did it, but everyone understood why it happened. <laughs> nice. I think, the end. I think we should end on a story every week. Okay, great. Your Good. turn next week. No, hello. Toby's, Toby's okay, turn Toby's next week. Turn. Right, that's it. Hey, ta-ta. Goodbye. Bye. You've been listening to a podcast from Wickham Sound. To find out more, head to wickhamsound.org.uk.